following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the future dystopia that is 2022. On this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast, I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Paul Buscrillo, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... Editorial writer, VLordGTZ. And... Another editorial writer, LaserKid. Well, welcome back, y'all. Did you have good holidays? You know, except for V-Lord not, like, paying respect to me, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know, I, 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 you know, if he would just love me more, it would be fine, but, you know. Mm. I don't know, are you deserving of my love? Do you From see how paradise. much my kid loves me? Do you see how much he loves me? When did this That's turn into Actually, we, we don't, we have no idea. <laughs> I've shown you pictures. <laughs> pictures... Don't say a thousand words, actually. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. Well, that depends on the picture, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> so we really put off recording this podcast for a long time because, I, I, don't, I don't know, it just didn't make sense to record until Toonami would actually release a dang schedule. <laughs> You sound they angry. Did. They did, thankfully. You sound angry. I mean, it's still way too late for, you know, cable grids to possibly get it right, so beware your recordings are probably going to get messed up. <laughs> if it says it's a like four and a half hour episode of American Dad, just just record that whole thing. <laughs> that's that's probably your best bet not to miss anything. But we did actually get some information before today, and that was that a uh, little fan-favorite show was returning to the block. And that would be, of course, Assassination Classroom for Season 2. And we got that information in the time-honored tradition of a promo airing on television. Thank Ooh. God. Ooh. Thank God. Haven't was that? It's been rejoicing. a while. Last time they did that, I think, was uh, Attack on Titan Season 2. God, that was ages ago. That was yeah. ages ago. It was in uh, 2017. <laughs> Which I still think they kind of did as, like, uh, uh, sorry if this annoys you, when they ran the same Rick and Morty episode... How many times? Oh Six my times? God. Eight, I remember eight that. Times? I think it was eight times. Yeah, because it's eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, eight times. Because it was still April 1st until midnight. <laughs> yep. But I remember tuning in and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> Attack on Titan promo. Cool. Very nice. So it was a it was a welcome 
surprise, because up to that point, we had no idea what was going to be airing on the 8th of January. No schedule listed anywhere. We just had the vague thought that, oh, well, Blade Runner Black Lotus is going to air at its usual midnight time. So as of that night, we knew that Blade Runner Black Lotus would be at midnight, and we knew that Assassination Classroom would be on at 12.30, and we had heard that Cowboy Bebop was going to be rerunning somewhere on the regular block. We had no idea what was actually airing after 1 a.m. Until today, Thursday, at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's, uh, I hope they never break that record. Because <laughs> two days and a few hours is, uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty late. Pretty late. So, first, we're going to talk about this schedule. Which, not surprisingly, is pretty wonky and, well, weird. I hope you like Naruto and Cowboy Bebop! And Assassination Classroom. Oh, and Assassination Classroom. So, Assassination Classroom gets to return with back-to-back episodes. That's cool. So, after Blade Runner Black Lotus, at midnight, there are two episodes of Assassination Classroom kicking off Season 2 that run at 12.30 and 1. And then at 1.30, a triple shot of Naruto Shippuden. Definitely making up for all those weeks that it was off the block. I, I mean, I guess that's one way to do it. Hey, I mean, say what you will, but that's six new episodes to Toonami. That's nice. That is nice. I appreciate that. And then on the last hour, back-to-back episodes of Cowboy Bebop, which should be episodes seven and eight. Because they ran the first six during their marathon. Mm-hmm. In which they did throw just enough shade at Netflix. <laughs> and also, also, very nicely did a tribute to Keiko, Keiko Nobumoto. So, which uh, I, I did suggest that something that they should do. <laughs> I don't know if I came up with that idea before DeMarco did, but... Who knows? Well, there again, who knows if it was even DeMarco that had anything to do with that, so... Ah, yes. Well, he is a very busy guy working on things other than Toonami. I'm sure he chimes in every once in a while and probably, Mm -hmm. you know, if there's certain things that obviously need to be done and, you know, he needs to remind people, I'm sure he checks in and says something, but... Did you post that schedule yet? Well, uh, I think I mean judging by what he's been saying on Twitter, I, I I get the I get the feeling that it's basically you know something's going on with everything. So I mean, oh, there's definitely things going on. And I mean, let, let's he, let's talk about that here. In e- a minute. Even though even though he wasn't saying anything specific. Uh, when somebody did ask why the lineup was not released sometime last week, he said, you'd brace yourself for a pretty late schedule announcement. And boy, nope. he wasn't kidding. 
<laughs> no, he was not. Definitely not kidding. Nope. But you might be looking at the schedule thinking, well, that's cool that there's additional premieres, but are they really going to keep running double Assassination Classroom and triple Naruto Shippuden? No, probably not. No. Uh, and in fact, definitely not, because the other nugget in this schedule announcement that they just posted on Facebook earlier today is very exciting. And I'll just go ahead and read it verbatim. And it's interesting that they started with an apology. That You don't see that every day. <laughs> We're really sorry that we haven't been able to announce anything before now. But we've been waiting on lots of deals to lock into place. We still can't give you all the details, but for now, we can at least tell you this Saturday's lineup. Also, we're going to be premiering a new show each week for the next month or so. Stand by for more details on that, and in the meantime, check out Saturday's full lineup below. A new show each week for a month. Or so. Yeah. yeah. Or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, wow. So probably like right. at least four new shows. Yeah. That's going to be pretty cool. By the, time, uh, by the time Assassination Classroom Episode 2 and Naruto Shippen Episodes 2 and 3 are off, Blade Runner Black Lotus will probably be over. So, yeah. This is... Very exciting. Now, of course, Attack on Titan is definitely one of those shows. Beyond that, though, well, who knows? What's there's um, I'm gonna pronounce the name wrong. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna pronounce the name wrong. Um, Shenmu, 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 Shenmu. There you go. That's probably well. That's supposed to be here. Shenmu. In the beginning of 2022, so that's probably I'm one of them as well. For that madness, it's probably late spring, early summer. Well, I thought that was going to premiere after uh, Black Lotus, though. That's what yeah. I thought. It might, but we haven't seen very much of it in that I case. I was not in the impression that it was coming that quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was expecting either like June or July, maybe. Yeah. So At I mean, least April. So I mean, Attack on Titan, probably. Let's just say that show as well. Um, hopefully they fixed everything with Demon Slayer and that's coming. I doubt it. I very <laughs> much doubt it. I I mean I don't the I don't know why you doubt that when they have contracts for a reason there, V Lord. If that was and the, the case, fact they that they have Assassination saying. Classroom means that they're at least still getting shows from Sony. Yeah. So, yeah. The word we had on Demon's Hero was we're being frozen out. That doesn't say, oh, we have a contract that we're fighting with. They've been frozen out means they, they're having trouble getting it. Plus, it I sounds put, like nothing's changed in the last few weeks, so I can't imagine they'd be able to get it well, this soon. But see, here's the thing, like, and we've talked about this several times, is... Toonami, and it's more it's it's more Warner Media. It's not Toonami themselves. It's the people behind the scenes, the Warner Media people, the lawyers that sit there and go, okay, when we do a contract, we're going to put in right to refusal. So obviously, you know they're not going to refuse to play Demon Slayer. 
they're going to want to play Demon Slayer. They have that in there. Mm-hmm. I think what's going on, I think what's going on, honestly, is they're just Sony's being like, no, we want to play it because it's so popular. Fuck you. And they're trying to push back somehow. If I, that we have control, no idea if Demon Slayer think... is a show that they have a contract like that with. We we have no idea. But you would assume. You might, but at the time, it wasn't nearly as popular. So they probably didn't build that into the original agreements. I don't know. I, I, I don't. But if the, they with... did, this this is the scenario that I think is going on. Yeah. They might have first right to refusal at Warner Media to play this on Tudami. But that doesn't mean that Sony can't charge out the wazoo for them to play it. Which is probably very likely given how popular Demon Slayer is right now. Uh-huh. Now, yeah, but... I, I, I don't know if that is actually something that can be done, but I feel like it probably is. And at the very least, there's there's no way that Sony isn't charging more for Demon Slayer this time around. Oh, yeah, it's way too popular for them to be like, oh, yeah, we'll just give it to you at a discounted rate. No, I, I, I agree with that. I, I just think that... I think that there's... I think Toonami has the right to play it. It's just, I think Sony's trying to do whatever they can, whatever that may be, to stop them from doing that. Because, I mean, you're right. You said this on on Twitter, Sketch, that by now they already had the English dub out of Demon Slayer the the next season. So it's like, you know... I, I didn't say that they... No, what I said was I thought it was weird that they didn't have the dub available anywhere yet. Right, because now, they've been granted, so fast about it. Anaplex shows sometimes take a while to be dubbed, but in more recent years, it has they they've been a lot faster. Right. It's possible that they are intentionally <clears throat> waiting with Demon Slayer because they don't see the benefit of getting it dubbed right away, but it seems more likely that there is a kerfuffle. Exactly. <laughs> that's keeping them from releasing it. And I and I feel like if if Sony just had the right to play it and they could just throw it up on Fun Animation because let's face it that's where it's going to go is Funimation. Yes, um, absolutely. That is where yeah. it will be offered first if Toonami doesn't get it first. Right. So it's I, not I, going to Netflix first. Netflix will probably get it after it's already streamed. So I I feel like Demon Slayer would probably they would have already had Demon Slayer playing at this point. So. Probably, you know, but again, we don't we don't know how quickly they're trying to dub it. Well, I mean, the the popularity of the se- the series, like you could at least do how many episodes was the the movie arc um, of seven. Demon Slayer? Seven. So six of which were technically already dubbed. Yeah, very so I mean, painful six episodes. So <laughs> I mean, so I mean, you could you could. I don't see why they couldn't just have this already done, which they probably do. It's, I think what's going on is there's something going on between Warner media and Sony about this. And like me and you had talked before the podcast, the thing that bothers me is there's another show that's obviously going to be coming to Toonami that is probably in the same realm of things attack on Titan. Okay. 
Obviously, now, that one, the, they definitely have first right to refuse. Right. So with that one, for example, and it's always been this way, Toonami plays it first, and then the day after on Sunday, it's Funimation awful. puts it up on their stream service. Yep. I don't understand why we can't just come to an agreement like, hey, we play it on Saturday, you play it on Sunday. By the way, have you seen the ratings of TV right now? It's not going to matter if Toonami plays it first on Saturday. Yeah. People are going to people are going to wait till Sunday probably and watch it on the streaming service. I'm sorry to say that, but that's how it's been. And I don't see what the problem is. I don't see if if that's the disagreement here, then you're being very petty about it because you're now, doing it already you, with Attack on Titan. With Demon Slayer, it <clears throat> wasn't like that. With Demon Slayer, no. Toonami got the dub, and then nobody was able to show the dub for a significant time after. Right. And I, so and if I, the contract is still like that, then I'm sure Sony's like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> well, that's what I think. I think that because Toonami had exclusive rights to the English dub for a while, it just makes sense to me that they probably did that. They probably have that in this contract for whatever future seasons. And... I mean, they did this with Attack on Titan. They've done this with My Hero. Well, not so much with My Hero Academia, but they've done it with some shows where they just basically, they say to Funimation and them come to an agreement and say, listen, we play it on Saturday, you play it on Sunday. And by the way, Japan in the, in the past has wanted these shows on TV. So it's like, it just makes sense, honestly. You know what so I mean? So in all likelihood... They're just trying to figure out an agreeable solution. Probably. Probably. And I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't want to be involved in that because I, I, I feel at some point Japan's going to get involved and be like, um, children, figure this out or neither one of you are going to play it. <laughs> I suspect because, Japan's already involved, to be honest. Oh yeah, I'm yes, sure they Japan are. Japan already is involved because, because Sony is a Japanese company. They want money. I'm I'm sure they're the you know, the people that make Demon Slayer are like, hello, let's let's get this going here. Like the dub we already have the sub out, let's get moving on the dub. You know, this is this is a multi million dollar anime. Let's go. You know, like it, it's it's gonna I, I think it'll end up eventually working out, but I mean V Lord doesn't think so, but I do. I think that it's gonna I, work out. I'd say it's like look, if DeMarco had said nothing, then I would just assume that it was gonna work out at some point. But the fact that he did say something is more than a little uh yeah, a red like, flag. less than a week ago, he's like, literally, we might not have it at all. Yeah, he's like, specific words he had was, we're being frozen out of it. That doesn't say, oh, we're fighting for it. That sounded to me like, oh, we lost it. And I mean, like, things can change, obviously. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. In this case, I feel like that doesn't mean they're going to be getting it within the next few weeks. That probably means if we are getting it, it's not going to be for a while. Well, it could be among the five or so shows but it's equally well i mean it's it's at least i i'd say it's like 30 70 30 percent likely 70 percent not likely that it's going to be among those five shows i think I yeah i take that. those odds i mean i i still think that 
it's going to show up on Toonami. I, oh, I eventually, yeah. Sure. I don't. I don't think yeah, this is going to be. I don't think it's going to be something that happens a year from now. I think it's going to happen this year. But I mean, mm-hmm. you got to you got to keep in perspective here. There's two things that have happened with shows when a streamer's been involved, and more more so, it's been Funimation basically. Either Toonami plays the show on Saturday and then they play it the next day, or a couple episodes play on the streaming service, like, and this is what happens with My Hero Academia. A couple episodes are on Funimation now, and then Toonami starts playing it. Like, yeah, with Hero, so, it's usually like a month or two ahead. Well, and but here's the other thing too: is they're kind of quote unquote simul dubbing it as they go. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't really, I don't mind if they do that with Demon Slayer either, just because I don't want that stupid scenario of. Well, by the way, guys, we got to play this episode again because we don't have the next dubbed episode. You know what I mean? And uh, granted, mm-hmm. okay, fine. It's probably a lot better now, even though we're still going through coronavirus. But It's again, better, but their release schedule is hardly consistent. Ooh, right. Yeah. So that's certain yeah. shows are consistent, but most aren't. And that's what I'm trying to say is, is I think, you know, I, I see... I see that happening with Demon Slayer, and I would prefer that to happen with Demon Slayer if it's a simul dub kind of thing, just because I don't want. And this goes for Attack on Titan too, as well. I don't want fucking like one episode, and then oh by the way, guys, we can't play the next episode because it's not dubbed yet. Like, you know, just okay, fine. Do like four or five episodes. Like, I think we had said what in the past sketch at least have eight done and then start showing the show the show so you kind of have a buffer to get more episodes done yeah they don't usually do that big of a buffer with attack on i I know but you know what i'm saying like i would prefer to have that just because it makes more sense you know what i mean like why largely worked out okay last year (sighs) not really but yeah i mean i i just want to see I want I want Toonami to be able to be consistent and not have to stop things. I and, think we'd all like that for sure. Yeah, and but you know with Demon Slayer, like I I get that you know Demarco is whatevering, but I think he's frustrated with whatever process is going on right now. And obviously they can't really talk about it, but you know we're we're sitting here saying what five shows there are. There's not really anything else out there. Other than Attack on Titan, that show that I mentioned, um, when you unless, there's, there's dozens upon dozens. I mean, of potential but, but shows. see, like, see, like. I mean, I about... I would actually float Dino Zenon because we got Gridman. So. Oh yeah, Dino Zenon would be Zenon, a good one. Megalobox, well, Nomad. Yep. Well, but see, that's the thing. Like, what do you mean by new shows? Are you talking about new for the block? Or are you talking yeah, about brand new, new shows? I mean, new for the block slash pretty new like well that's what i'm saying so so. if if we're talking about new for the block okay fine if we're talking about new new like attack on titan okay what are we talking about because we're not talking about bleach bleach is until the fall we're not talking about probably won't be on tsunami until 2023 we're talking new new i'm gonna be (laughs) pulling for a ranking of kings must protect goodest of boys and let's let's face it right now DeMarco did mention he likes ranking of kings. It is good. Um, it is else? very good. I'm trying to think, like, I think My Hero Academia is until fall. Not until fall. So yeah. that's that's out of the, the picture. I mean, 
And unless like you're gonna pull you're gonna pull Young Justice out and throw the new episodes on the service on Toonami, that's out of the equation. So there's what do you a, have up your sleeve? There's a cavalcade of recent anime dubs that they could pull from if depending on what they're But their, if you mean like are. brand new Toonami gets the dub premiere, there's not gonna be much of those no, exactly. No, that like brand 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 new? No, there's not much. I mean the companies that were doing that for Toonami were Anaplex and Viz and they're not anymore. They're not anymore. Well, didn't but JoJo got taken out of Viz's hands, didn't it? Yeah. So that's that but was. But Yashihime didn't premiere on Toonami. Well, yeah, that was. Remember, we were talking about this off the podcast too. Is you know Viz, and this this was a whole different subject, which we're not going to get into because we'll be here all fucking day. Um, but um, you know, it's. Viz has a very good relationship with Toonami. So everybody sits there and goes, okay, well, Bleach is probably going to Toonami. That's not necessarily the case. But, you know, Viz has been like, okay, with, you you use the example of Yasha, like, oh, we're just going to throw up this on there. We're going to throw this up there. But Funimation, we're going to throw it up on Funimation is what I was trying to say. Um, So they put it everywhere. They put it on Crunchyroll. They put it on Hulu. They put it on Funimation. Didn't they? But the dub wasn't the dub originally just on Funimation, nope. though. Nope. Oh, it really? Was it was on all three. Okay, that's weird. That's very weird that Viz did you that. You see, yeah. Funimation is also trying to position themselves as the one-stop place to watch dubs. So they're gonna get dubs from other distributors whenever they can. Yeah. And they've been doing well, a pretty good job of it lately, to be honest. Yeah. Oh yeah, they've gotten uh, quite quite a few legacy titles in recent months that are. Nice to have in the catalog. Amen. By the way, I have an art. I, I'm I'm con, I'm constructing an article that I will be talking about how Toonami should do something streaming wise. By the way, I'm just gonna mm. throw that out there. I've been. If you want to see what I've been talking about, you can look at my. And instead of rebranding the Crunchyroll section of HBO Max, they just kind of got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> the shows are in movies are still there. But they're allocated in the animation category, and they don't have like a hub anymore. That's it's very weird. It's very weird because like you have all these anime that are on HBO Max, but then it's like, what? Okay, they're from Crunchyroll or Funimation. What are you like? What are you doing? Like, are you still partnering with them? Like, what are you doing? And I and I guess I mean I guess it kind of makes sense because. Sony, Sony in a way, and I and I want to preface this by saying yes, there's Crunchyroll and Funimation, but Sony in a way doesn't have their own main streaming service. So obviously they have Crunchyroll, they have Funimation now because those ones are for yeah. streaming well, anime, but you don't have Sony's like a willing to work with service everybody, right? Maybe even Disney. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. But so you know, I but I think with the the Crunchyroll shows that are still on HBO Max is probably just contractual. Probably. And uh, but who, we'll see. who knows? We'll, we'll see. It's entirely possible more will pop up, but 
I kind of feel like that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, here comes the train. Yes, here comes the train. True, true. I'm glad that she would not make it. My train would do the same dang thing to me if I, if it were here. <laughs> At least it's not the Mugen train. At least it's not the Mugen train. Or is it? Are they coming for sketch? Uh, hey, I, oh I saw I saw Mugen train on the shelf at Walmart for twenty dollars, and it's like that's a reasonable price. That is a reasonable price. <laughs> How the hell did so. that happen? <laughs> but you know, I, I just I guess like I mean I'm I'm looking forward to twenty twenty two to see like what is going to happen with Toonami. But I, you know, I'm kind of more interested. I can't wait to find out what's in their bag of tricks. They got like five shows coming. Yeah. That's, and honestly, that to me, the most exciting thing is for the most part, I don't actually know what that is. And that's exciting. Well, and, and I'm kind of, and I'm kind of waiting to see what, if anything is going to happen with, you know, bleach what's gonna obviously we're gonna get my hero academia in some way fashion or form um and you know i just want to see i actually i'm actually more excited to see what demarco comes up with because i know his evil fucking demented side is like already came up with ideas of what he wants to fucking do um i really 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 hope because of you know what happened with Thundercats? Yes, I know. I bring this up every once in a while. Okay, too bad. This is I am I I co-created this podcast. I can bring it up. Fuck you, um, <laughs> Thundercats. Like I, I really hope that he either brings does that second season of the 2011 one or he does his own version. Honestly, I want to see Demarco's version of Thundercats. I'd be down for that. I want to Thundercats see what brought me to Tsunami in the first place. I want to fucking see what what DeMarco would do with Thundercats because I think he could hit that shit out of the park and I would love him forever for that. We could certainly use a better modern Thundercats after that last oh, one. <laughs> By have, the way, <laughs> it should have Trigger or Madhouse do uh, Thundercats. Yes! By the way, I don't want to. Oh, I'm, give it to me, please. Me and Darrell would always would always bring this up. But it actually is a possibility out there. I don't think Toonami would bring it up, but somebody is in the works of trying to to restart Silverhawks. So I'm just that you know, there's fun. that out there. I'd somewhere. be down for that. I'm a I, so, I, I am the the resident boomer. I do I grew up on on Silverhawks. So I'd love to see that back. We we both did. We, we both we did, both so. did. You, yep. I bring up that joke, time. but it, it was actually not a bad show. It was no, actually so not a bad show. It, it's not like the best show, but it's not bad at all. You know, it, it's it's kind of funny. Like people sometimes say to me, they're like, "Oh, well, Thundercats didn't age well." I'm like, "Oh, I disagree." No, Thunder, actually, I disagree with that a lot. Well. You know, the show that didn't really age well, and I think it was more or less along the lines because I found out that like it was using footage from a different show. Was the original Voltron? The original Voltron does not hold up. <laughs> the original Voltron, like, oh, that man. one, that, that would not, that uh, one didn't do as well for me. But you know, it, it's funny because it's more the beginning of it than the end of Voltron because because like I saw the there was that version that um, you're talking about Go Lion, not Go Lion. Um, there uh, was the, other the one. Um, I think it was, uh, was that I think it was Guy made Ruber? by Mainframe. Wasn't it being by a mainframe, the, the 3D one? Oh, yeah. Voltron yeah. the Third Dimension. That one's actually pretty decent. That one was pretty decent. Um, 
I actually I I know people didn't like it, but I liked the Nicktoons version. I love the. It, it was good. written very well, but the animation quality was really bad. No, I, I, I just like Terry Mark Hildreth. Yeah, I thought that yeah. I thought the animation was pretty good on that one, but there again, they didn't even really give that show. No, they didn't give that show room. the push it. What's funny is they made Mattel made toys for that show. They showed yeah. it off at a toy store at the toy toy uh, fair, and then they never came out because the show bombed that hard. It's really sad. Well, and, and you know, uh, uh, to to Netflix's credit, they actually made the perfect Voltron. That, I yeah. mean, no, Legendary Defender mm-hmm. is very yes. good. Uh, they made I a watch v- more of that, but I love what I've seen. Yes, oh, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's an amazing show. And I'll be honest with you, if Netflix ever loses loses that somehow, which they won't, but if they ever did, like I would be like, Toonami, go grab that because <laughs> yeah, I feel those promos, those fucking promos that Toonami would do for those, like. Would be just wonderful. Well, and that goes it would to be your amazing. point about you know bringing Thundercats out modern as a tsunami original. Voltron Legendary Defenders proof that that can be done and done well. But it, and, it, and it's and it's one of the things that Warner Brothers can do. Yeah, it's one of the it. things that you can do. They need to and get by people the way, who know what they're doing because the last several attempts with Thundercats, even though 2011 show which I liked. Nobody really seems to understand Thundercats. They need to get people who know what but, they're doing in there. No, 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 no. I would, I would disagree with you on the 2011. Oh, 2011 is a great show. Oh, it's, it's a great actually... show, and I think that version was actually really good. It started out a I little agree. slow, and you were kind of like, "What the, what the hell are they doing here?" But it's but not then a as it went on, representation of Thundercats is the point I'm trying to get across. It's a great show yeah. in its own right. Well, but see, that's the thing. Like, it, it, it did a. It didn't so how do I put this? It it did what it it took it in a different direction in the right way. Oh, again, I'm not Now, is it better than the original? Is it better than the original? No, it won't be better than the original, but I actually enjoyed it because it took it in a different way. Right. No, I like like Thundera I'm like so not uh, dissing on it. I'm just saying if they're going to do this. I would like them to do something true to the original, and I'd like to get them... The fact that they can't even use the correct uh, Thundercat symbol on their merchandise, because they, they, they found yeah. a scan on the internet of the incorrect version, and that's what they've been using for the last ten years, shows you how much lack of care Warner Brothers has for the Thundercats brand. Ugh. It's Ugh. bad. I'm going to shout well, out Leo Convoy here, because he, he, th- he knows what I'm talking about, and he's, he talks about this stuff all the time. But, you know, I think, like, seeing that version of, seeing, like, a DeMarco version of that would be great. Having them use some of these, and, and you know, me and Sketch have kind of talked about this before, too. You know, Toonami, for years and years, they had, like, all the DC stuff. So, where's this DC show that you could do for Toonami? You know what I mean? Like, I get that you have HBO Max, but... You're telling me that you can't do another fucking DC show? Like, come definitely on. Definitely make a DC show for Toonami. And and I it's would not like just it to that. To throw a Young Justice on there, honestly. Well, I mean, that's you know that could be one of the shows. I I'm not saying it is, but I mean, I could see Demarco being like, guys, Toonami back in the day played DC animated shows. Why don't you put Young Justice on there? I could see him saying that. Oh, Will hey, it uh, it, one of them could be Genlock. Oh, yeah, there's oh, Genlock, gosh. too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, there is that. 
Um, but then, you know, you're, you're also talking about like, um, I know we're talking about action cartoons and people are like, Oh, give us the anime. Talk about anime. Um, I'm trying to think like, you know, what else is out there? Because I feel like there's something I'm, I'm missing that could like show up hell they could do a matrix and they could do a matrix anime for fucking tsunami for all i care i don't give a shit i mean we had the you know matrix well you know animatrix i know i know there's something new something new something new something that like is an actual series not like a bunch of shorts you know what i mean so i don't know i'm just i'm just spitballing that's why i'm kind of excited to hear what demarco wants to do because demarco is going to be like I'm making this, by the way, fuck you, it's on Toonami. <laughs> so, I mean, the fact that know, we're getting Shenmue as an anime is proof of that, which I am like one of the five people that just like immediately got excited and bounced off walls while everyone else was just like, what's that? But it, the fact that that can happen is proof that DeMarco can do pretty much what he wants. Yeah, I mean, when and, you think of profitable Sega franchises, you don't think of Shenmue. No, no, you don't think of Shenmue. <laughs> no. When you think of awesome, obscure underappreciated Sega franchises you might think of Shenmue, but in terms of... With like, a really bad third game. Which a really bad third game. Oh, God. I, I hope you know, they make a fourth game with a budget because I really feel like it deserves a, a actual good game continuation. I just, I just feel like at some point, I feel like Toonami's going to bring out a, an original show and it's just going to catch fire. Whether that be anime or action... Just an action cartoon. I feel like something is going to catch fire. Well, I don't know what to. it's going to be. Uh, I don't know. Throw enough darts at the board. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I, I just I well, feel like something's I, coming. I mean, Tudami Original seems to be the path forward for them to have yes. a draw, and so there's going to be a ton of them. So something eventually will blow up. I mean, yeah. okay. I I I want to say this. I have liked all of the original shows so far. I'm a little iffy on Black Lotus at this point, but I've I've enjoyed them all, but none of them were like absolute bangers. <laughs> I would agree with that. Like I and I hope Hannah, that someday they make a banger. Well, I I think I think I I still think that Monkey might be that. Um. Oh God, what is the series that? What is that? Oh, Fena. I think Fena will catch fire eventually. I just think that. You know, it kind of this was a new anime and more as more people watch this anime and eventually, obviously, it'll probably be on HBO Max at some point, I would think. Um, you know, I think once that happens and it gets time to breathe, gets time to breathe, so to speak, like I, I feel like that may catch fire. I don't think it's going to be the hit that I'm looking for. I think that it's going to be something else. But, you know, I, I think. You know, it's, you know, I think Toonami, not just so much Toonami, but Warner Media needs to kind of just, you know, take what you have and use it. You you got, and apparently, I, you know, the last I heard, they were talking to HBO Max, but you got SWAT cats still out there. <laughs> Those you know, creators were trying to get a uh, show made. They were trying to do a Kickstarter to get a, well, you know, a and demo animation made. So if they if they wanted that, that could happen. So there there's that out there. There's that you know you have 
stuff out there that you've used before. It's just to me, give it's us like, symbiotic titan, bring it back to well, us. That one's that one. I don't think they can I do. It. I want no, it so I much. I, know I don't think they can do that one, but, but it would it would be awesome if they could. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm again, I'm just very excited for 2022 to see what DeMarco is coming up for, for new years coming up because, you know, we kind of were talking about this on tuna on, on Twitter about tsunami and everything. And, you know, the fact is, is tsunami is not going to go anywhere because it's making money, but it's also the fact that these shows that DeMarco is making a good chunk of them are going to be on tsunami. So, you know, we have to keep that in perspective because if Adult Swim loses that space on, you know, Saturday night to, you know, whatever they're going to put on Adult Swim shows, it probably still won't do as much as what is going on right now because that's usually the anime night anyways. So it's it's going to be interesting to see like what going forward is going to be like and you know what shows they're going to get i mean i have a lot of ideas and like i said i do if we went into that right now we probably would be here until midnight one o'clock and then i'd kill all of you um but you know i i see this i i see it as a is the is a very bright future and i and i really hope that Sony isn't petty enough to be like, fuck you. You can't have demon slayer because that's, that's fucked up. I'm sorry, but it, it, it's very fucked up. If you're doing that, the business world is very cutthroat. Yeah. yeah. The anime I mean, world is very cutthroat. <laughs> yeah, I feel like definitely in the next few years, I think originals are going to be kind of the mainstays of Tanami rather than getting Absolutely. acquisitions. Just cause like uh-huh. a lot of these companies are just starting to not play ball. And so, like, yeah. finding that big gangbuster hit is going to be key. And, like, to bounce off what Sketch was saying earlier, I think Uzumaki, if anything, out of the current upcoming originals, will probably be the biggest hit. But at the same time, that's going to be pretty short. It'll be, like, four yeah. episodes after yeah, such a problem. long development time. So yeah. it's like, you need something a bit more longer and consistent. Mm-hmm. I just want them to find... I just want them to be, you know... Let's just keep doing these original series and seeing what's happened. Ha- I think what's going to happen. happen. So, oh yeah, yeah. that's the plan. I mean, Warner Brothers has a lot of stuff that can be action cartoons. So, you know, use what you have. I mean, obviously, all of it's not going to be on Toonami, but use what you can have. Use what you can do, and just crank out stuff because people are clamoring for entertainment. Who knows how long this coronavirus shit's going to go on because we may end up going into another lockdown eventually and people are going to want to watch shit. So let's, let's you know, start cranking some stuff out here. And animation is one of the only things that you can do when there is a pandemic. Exactly. So, Especially with all the uh, advancements in remote recording. Yep. Very grateful yeah. for that. So we're just going to touch on these things because we've mentioned the uh, anime industry at large, but uh, Sentai got bought <laughs> by AMC of all companies. I that was out of left not field. See that a- one AMC, coming. The, the television network, not AMC, the 
movie company. Yes, don't make my confusion because I had to be corrected at one point. Not, like, not, not, the, the, not the theater, theater company. <laughs> it's still strange, though. I'm not sure why, but I'm I'm all for it. If it keeps Sentai going, I'm happy with it. Breaking Bad anime one. Oh my god. Yes, no, no, please. no. Walking Dead anime one. Kind of surprised that hasn't happened yet. Like, not not even like an anthology. Yeah. <laughs> strange. It's strange. Though I think there has been, like, some comics or something. There. Well, it started as a comic. So. Well, I, yeah, to... yeah. I mean, but I mean, like, comics oh, it's AMC done, done in Japan. Oh, oh, I don't know about that. That's what it is. It's AMC Plus is where it would go. Okay, that's what oh, it is. Oh, they're like subscription service? Oh, yeah. So AMC Plus is basically, it has like um, AMC, obviously. Uh, they have IFC. BBC. Yes, IFC, uh, BBC, um, all that like stuff Verve. like that. Um, I think Shudder's part of that. Yeah, Shudder's um, part of it. So that's probably where High Dive would go, obviously. So I think what they're doing is they're just like trying to bolster their um, streaming service with this. But, mm-hmm. you know, that that's kind of one that was I was not expecting. Now, don't get me wrong. I yeah, watched I BBC. aired anime before. Well, I, I watched... I watch BBC America a lot because Star Trek's on there. Yep, I watch um, BBC America a lot because Doctor Who's on there. So oh, and, really... and Law and Order's on there, ironically, too. So, um, But it's, you know, they have, so they have sci-fi shows, obviously, Doctor Who, um, some other uh, um, sci-fi shows out there. So they're, they're becoming kind of like Netflix and focusing on some more like sci-fi stuff and everything like that. But... To sit there and go, oh, they're going to buy an anime company. I kind of went, mm, that wasn't never anything that came to my mind. No, no. My that assumption is, is no. Sentai just needed the money and they found a buyer because I don't know yeah, and who I, would go I, shopping for them. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think that's a consequence of what happened with that Crunchyroll deal because you got to remember, High Dive was part of VRV. And mm-hmm. now yeah. it's no longer there. So, you know, High Dave may have taken, quote unquote, a dive off the off the hill, so to speak. I would assume they took the dive off the hill because they got bought less so because not the other way around. No, I, I, I think they probably lost subscribers because you couldn't because think of it. It's not, you're on what was well, how much was VRV? It was like what? Ten, five ten bucks? bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah, ten bucks. So. You know, if you're not getting that service anymore, why I mean, would you I, have? I I dropped Verve the second they left um, because it was not worth it. Um, but then I'm now on high. Well, what you're saying so. is you you think it was a significant cut to their viewership by losing yes. the Verve See, connection? I, probably, I, probably. I mean, yes, but given how close it is, I would assume they left because they got bought. Yeah, that's probably more likely. I feel. Well, I mean. VRV is still there. I mean, I'm looking at their website right yeah, now, but yeah. but the no, only things I'm, that are on there. Go ahead. I thought it was pretty evident that um, High Dive was removed from VRV because Crunchyroll got bought by Sony. Mondo. Mondo. Well, I mean, Sentai Mondo? is a third party to both Sony and uh, 
uh, Crunchyroll previous, so it unless there was some bad blood or something, I don't see why that would honestly make much of a difference. Well, so like mm-hmm. if you look right now on their website, because I pulled it up as we were doing this, um, VRV, the only thing it has is Crunchyroll, Mondo, whatever the hell that is. Oh, and, gosh, that's old school uh, internet cartoons. And, and then uh, VRV Select. So, you know, I mean, there's no more Boomerang there. Wasn't they, it Boomerang? Boomerang was on yeah. there. At one point, yeah. Mixplat was on there. Oh, yep. God, Verve used to be a really good value proposition. It's not so much these days. Well, and that's the thing, like, you know, so now you're you're not getting much for your $10 as what you were before, so why would you keep Verve, and then you're not going to go buy High Dive? You know I what did. I mean? <laughs> not necessarily, anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you got to keep in mind here that people are probably just not, you know, it probably took a nosedive. And, and you I'm know, not sure how much they got off of Verve money, though, because if you if you look at it, Crunchyroll is, what, like 8 bucks a month? And then Verve was like nine, like ten, so that's two dollars for additional for a sh- bunch of other services. High exactly. Dive normally is five bucks a month on its own, so I'm not sure how much money they were actually getting off of Verve. Well, it, it but mm. see that that's the thing again is, is you have to keep in mind is that you know they people were actually going to their service, and by the way, when you first start a service, you want people to be attracted to it in any which way, fashion, or form. So, you know, I mean, that probably worked out well for them, but at the end of the day, now you got all of this over here with Crunchyroll and Funimation, and let's face facts, either they're going to do one of two things. They're going to either do what Disney did and have both Funimation and Crunchyroll um, as two different services, but a package deal, or, which we all think is going to happen, they're going to combine the two. And then it's gonna be it's gonna be like ten dollars or whatever. And now, you know, everybody's just gonna go to Funimation. And I, I think Sentai kind of saw the writing on the wall, and they needed to find somebody that wanted to purchase it. And I don't know if I would have sold it to AMC, but if AMC gave them a shit ton of money, well, and I also you also have to look at. I think it's also just trying to stay competitive with even bigger fish like netflix well that's 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 what it is i mean that's, that's why funimation got bought by sony in the first place because they needed that financial backing you so it's it's in... a larger issue than just oh well you know funimation got bought well yes but what same reason funimation got bought really. and even then we have bigger players like disney coming into the mix yep. this year oh yes well i think i think disney is is kind of dipping their toe, but I think if Disney's going to get in the anime industry, it's not going to be to go, I'm going to go get bleach. It's going to be the same way that Warner media is treating it and creating their own anime because it would make more sense for them to do that than to just throw something up on their service. So I don't know. I, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like that's where the, the direction that Disney would probably go. I in. mean, Disney's but um, picked up anime they didn't produce already, though. So. Yeah, but you saw, but you saw how they've treated that. They just threw it in the garbage, basically. Well, yes. Well, some of them aren't out yet. Yeah, yeah. Most so, of them aren't. But you know, that's like it, it's. And they're it's getting just, them internationally. Yeah. You have to keep you have to keep in perspective that, you know, and. By the way, if you've noticed, Netflix has kind of seen the writing on the wall and is trying to, you know, position themselves in a sci-fi anime kind of market while trying to do 
movies as well um because they're finding success in the sci-fi and anime uh world basically so you know you notice them doing that more yes they have movies but a lot of their movies aren't are more like sci-fi the, the type of movies that you would probably go and buy at the store that went straight to dvd let's just let's just put it let's just put it where it is point that i'm trying to make about that Netflix, if you notice that all these streaming services around Netflix are positioning themselves so they can control their own content, what that means is eventually, you know, with Netflix, how they do their business, and I could go into how they do it, eventually Netflix is going to run out of money. And that service is going to get bought out. It almost did get bought out by Disney at one point. At least there was rumors of that. So, you know, once Netflix is out of the picture, and it will eventually be out of the picture, you know, now all these services are going to be are going to be here. You know, and I think that's why, like, you see an AMC going, we see the future of this anime. We want to have a cut of this because, and I mean, not just it's not just AMC that just did this. Um, what was that that popped up on Anime News Network today? They bought Retro, retro the, Crush. Yep, Retro yeah. Crush. That one um, really threw me for a loop, too. What was the company that, that bought that? Um, Synodyne? Oh, Synodyne, yes. Synodyne. Synodyne, that's how you pronounce it. Synodyne, yeah. The Synodyne has released anime before on DVD. Yes, I was going to say that. I was going to say that Synodyne has... Dip their toe into anime as well. They've distributed anime to movie theaters too, as well, mind you. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm I'm not so much surprised that they did it, but you st- you're starting to see the pattern. Netflix is going into the anime market, so everybody needs their hands in that market. Okay, so I get what they're trying to do. I just. You know, when we when we sit here and we talk about Netflix doing this, that, or the other, keep in mind the way that these other companies are positioning themselves. There's probably not going to be a Netflix in the market at some point. You know, it's the same thing with Netflix not running commercials. If he- if Netflix would have done what Hulu has been doing from the start, they wouldn't have the issues that they have with money flow. But because they never, because they did. They have issues with money flow. And I know people will disagree with me on this, but when you deal in debt notes, you eventually have to pay back those debt notes. And if you don't have the fucking money and you keep losing subscribers because, oh, I'm going to increase it by a, do- by a dollar. And from what I've heard, they're going to start basically um, policing, oh, you can't log into somebody's account and use Netflix. Um. Oh dang! Yeah. Guess I'm gonna stop watching Netflix. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like in the same boat. You see what I'm saying? Like you know, it's 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 I eventually finish Blue Period first. <laughs> it's eventually it's gonna good. it's eventually gonna die off. You know. By the way, I'm sorry that I'm talking a lot tonight, but you know what? I haven't fucking been on a podcast in a while, so let me talk. <laughs> so, you I'm know, on one pretty recently. Uh, that was like a month or two ago, I think. Time flies. It was less than a month. Oh, was uh, it? It was. I think it was the same one we were all on, wasn't it? 
but you, you you get what I'm saying. Like you know, it's this market is going to get interesting very quickly. And well, I like that there's too many competitors, and so the streaming market is going to go through some radical. No, the changes. problem the problem is is Japan is not ready for all these people and the demand of anime. There's not going to be enough to go around eventually. So, you know, it, it's it, it's going to be interesting when you have like for example, Young Justice. I don't know if it's still being produced over what was it Korea I think. Um even the the DC animated movies are being are uh created over there in in Korea. It's going to be interesting to see if Korea becomes a big market of anime distribution too. You know, there's going to be other countries here probably in the Asian market but maybe in America too where the demand is going to get up there now for anime because Everybody wants a piece. And AMC buying Sentai is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. So. On a side note, I guess this now makes uh, Discotech the largest independent anime <laughs> distributor. I saw that. Yeah, yeah I saw that too. Which <laughs> Way to go, Discotech. Go, Discotech. You, you, I, I'm you seriously a fanboy for that. You the trophy by doing nothing. Go, Our Discotech. Empire go. Will soon hey, their project Aka Blu-ray is amazing. Oh, oh yeah, I need to get that. It's by the so way, go buy good. Ronin Warriors. I'll kill all of you. Oh, I'll buy it. It's not the only thing. But I got so many things I want to get for them. I want to get Ninja Robots, man. Yeah, Discotech is like the only like releases that I actually like buy on home video now. So you've bought Ronin Warriors? Not yet. It's on my backlog. Lupin takes like... priority, Paul. You know I don't like when you use the words "my backlog." <laughs> Eh. It's a very right. long backlog. I'm going to give you it's a very long backlog, all right? It's only getting longer. I feel that Is backlog. This... Yeah, this must be it. It's uh, Actually, Samurai Troopers is... I love how it says Samurai Troopers Ronin Warriors Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta make them remember both names. Just put Ronin Warriors. Oh, and by the way, we have the Japanese dub. It's probably contractual. Probably. Almost certainly has to be. But, I mean, right now it's available on Right Stuff. We're going to have to post that link at some point. Um, but yes, I mean, anime at Right Stuff. You should do the same. Yeah, be like Sketch. Um, <laughs> yes, buy your anime at Right Stuff. Don't give Amazon your money. Yeah, just, just, just don't just be Lord and spend $300 like a month on there. <laughs> Um, sketches up there. I have up never there. done that. I don't know why. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've spent more than like two hundred and one purchase with two hundred's about my biggest. Also, if I'm being honest, but and that that was when I like bought many many things. Same. <laughs> There's just or... too many good manga deals on there. Oh. I'm gonna go broke one day. No, I think what it is is Sketch uses Sizzle so that he can no, finance I, everything. I never use Sizzle. I don't need a payment plan, bitch. I make money. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Jesus. He's, he's waving around the dough. Well, or waving around the snow. So are we saying that he's he's sizzling that dough? The the money's all I have to show for all of the countless hours of driving the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Sketch, I'm going to tell you something. Like I've looked into driving a bus other than outside of the school district. And the school districts here, and I'm going to tell you something, they pay like crap here in Rochester. Like, 
Oh my god. I'm That's just well. a side note. But like I'm gonna be honest with you, like maybe you should drive up a school bus because man, there there there's some school no, districts that are no, paying money. No, no, I'm not driving a school bus. <laughs> the wheels on not, let's go round. Not during round, COVID. Round, are you kidding round. me? That's true. That's true. Bad enough to be doing it with public transportation, but at least in that case, a lot of people probably got vaccinated. All those unhygienic children. <laughs> oh, are not vaccinated because just do what I do and blame kids. it on V Lord. What a petri dish that would be. I'm just here. In, also, in look, my... I like I like kids in small doses. I don't I don't want to deal with. Look, <laughs> I would become sketch? a teacher if I wanted to work with kids. <laughs> You know what, Sketch? I'm going to bring my kid to the next convention, and you're going to have to interact with him. That's fine. I'm I'm good in small doses. By the way, that I won't be going to a convention for a couple of years, so. <laughs> yeah, by by the time that uh, that happens, he'll be old enough to have a conversation. Well, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that you'll see my. Well, he's 16. Oh my God, he's so old. God, where have the years been gone? Um, he's so old. You're so old. Yeah, He's exactly. Um, I was 16 in uh, 1997. I wouldn't be surprised if I go to a con and all of you see my kid with me. I won't be surprised. I'm just telling you all right now. That's probably going to happen. God, <laughs> I was 16 in like 2014. Jesus it's weird Christ to think me. about. <laughs> I'm an old man. Why do I see like Sketch taking him under his wing? So let me tell you about anime. Oh, Lord. <laughs> No, you don't. Don't worry unless I say, now let me tell you about One Piece. (laughs) We can get in on that one together. (laughs) I'm going to look at him and be like, I'm going to be like, son, we need to go. We need to go. uh, Go to this. uh, uh, Whatever this is over here. (laughs) Hey, man, it's either me with One Piece. It's it's either me with one piece or Darrell with bleach. You're it's your pick. But have you I'll heard take the bleach all day long. I'm, I'm on that. Well, I'm on team one piece. I'm on team bleach all day long. But see, but see, I would keep Darrell away because he will corrupt my kids. So no. <laughs> Corruption has to happen eventually, though. You can't escape Darrell. Is, no, his he, first he, words will be. He is inevitable. His first words to my kid will be, hey, by the way, I'm your black uncle. Oh, fuck. Shout oh, out Lord. to Bay. Here we go. <laughs> and then he'll probably down some drinks in front of him, and my son will look at me and be like, this is your friend? I'll be like, yes. Such a good influence. <laughs> yeah. Don't do, don't do what he does, or I'll, I'll smack you upside your head. Um. Anyways. Under the influence. <laughs> so... I don't think we're talking about any shows tonight. <laughs> well, I still intend to. <laughs> I, there's really not that much to say about these episodes of Black Lotus no. because one of them was a recap. Yay! Uh, was not expecting that. Nor I. Although I liked it because it it's a recap, but from a different perspective, so you kind of get a little bit of a uh, different look at those events. I mm. guess, but, like, Still it's very obvious they're just reusing yeah. the old animation. I mean, yes, really 100%. Annoyed. That is absolutely Definitely. what they are doing. Definitely. Saving on that. I didn't think there was going to be a recap in this show, but then I saw the episode title was The Davis Report, and I went, 
Oh no. <laughs> this is a recap, isn't it? And it was in fact a recap. Episode. And it was in fact a recap, or at least mostly a recap. There is some story developments in it, but I I just want to put this out here. Is there any reason why this aired before episode 7? Because nothing that happens in episode 7 is brought up in her report. That is a good point. And there is, at the very least, she has an interaction with Joseph. Now, at that point, it does seem like she's still on duty as an officer. Though, maybe she's just still dressed in her uniform. We don't know. (laughs) So, that whole interaction she had with Joseph, she could have done that after this episode. And it would make more sense that she didn't bring it up, because of that but this is at the least uh, the eighth episode in production order just kind of struck me is did they really need to put this as this episode as opposed to the one before oh yeah didn't think about that That's a good now point. granted she's not around to see what Elle's up to in episode seven so and I suppose maybe they could be taking place at the same time, sort of. Yeah, I guess but, that's but possible, she does, but it takes place over such does, a wide time frame that's hard to tell. She does have that interaction with Joseph, though, in which we find out, surprise, surprise, he used to be a Blade Runner. Shocker. <laughs> the best. The best Blade Runner. <laughs> what did she say? He like, took down like a hundred? King of the Blade Runners. King of the Blade Runners. That's a good title. But yeah, Joseph's clearly like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And L has to hide from Davis. So in episode seven, reality, uh, Officer Davis shows up to interrogate Joseph and also apologize for him getting detained. At least he says he accepts the apology, (laughs) whether or not it was intended or not. And uh, this is after Elle stumbles in to Joseph's apartment, all banged up from surviving an explosion. (laughs) And he patches her up using, you know, the kind of things that you would patch up a human. So is it really that good to be a replicant? I mean... (laughs) seems like you have a lot of the same uh, uh, foibles of a human body. It would You're seem just that stronger way. and faster and have other enhancements. But, like, you're not made of metal or anything. That's, that's flesh. It's, it's uh, malleable and also easy to cut. And But she's certainly sturdy for surviving that explosion, but it does make me wonder is uh uh what's his name the other blade runner marlo yeah marlo is he a replicant because he sure took the brunt of that explosion and walked off just fine speaking of which why he he takes officer davis in the previous episode at the end of it and, like, nothing becomes of that. We don't see anything about that. Like, obviously he took her to somewhere safe and she's fine, but 
you'd think they'd at least have a conversation. Yeah, I found out where that there wasn't an in-between scene where, like, we saw Davis wake up. That was yeah. pretty weird. It's a, uh, it's a choice. It's it's definitely a choice. Whatever. But, uh, yeah. I was really hoping that those two would have a conversation, you know, you know have a, a heart-to-heart and be, kind of hash out some facts. Would have, would have been fine for her to be recapping these events to him. I don't know. <laughs> Instead of uh, Greg Chun, good for him getting that paycheck. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's Greg Chun. <laughs> yes, it was. Ar- Aramaki and... Uh, oh, gosh, that guy from SAO. <laughs> that guy. We'll just leave it at that. I mean, that I feel like I should, be, I should. I should feel. I should be more specific. It's an alicization. Gabriel. That was. That was it. Gabriel, the guy who got dragged down to hell by his childhood friend. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> alicization, the worst arc of Sword Art Online. My favorite. But. Yeah. but uh... Unfortunately, I don't think very highly of this character that Greg Chun is voicing either. No, he's kind of an asshole. Alan yeah. Chen. Yeah, we don't... I mean, he might turn out to be alright, but so far, not not so great. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, so, L is hiding in the adjacent room while Davis talks to Joseph and talks about how he used to be the best blade runner around and he uh, just kind of tells her to buzz off <laughs> but it's uh it's apparent that l's not too thrilled to hear that jay was a blade runner and he's now telling her that she really really should stop at this point she's killed the chief of the police and his wife and all these other people and the bodies keep stacking up, and it's, what is the point of it all? It's just like, no, you you promised me that you'd help me. And I want to say, did he? I mean, he did. No, she specifically said, we had a deal. What deal? What is he getting out of this? She said that if he helped him, her, she'd give him the technology. That was the deal she was referring to, I think. <sighs> Kind of but it's really a very loose deal, and his agreement was more of a, uh-huh, not a, yes, I am like this deal, let's sign up. It was kind of a passive... I have altered the deal, Fred, do not of... alter it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll help you kill all these people. Yeah, yeah, and he, she really should take his advice at this point. She really should. But, no, she, she doesn't. She goes after the next guy on the list, Dr. M. <laughs> she's trying to get the uh, address for this guy and ends up calling the work line. It's like, hey, I have a package to deliver. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for all that vital information. <laughs> so That's she breaks into the place. It's fun. Deals with some guards. And then surprisingly, she gets like immediately apprehended. And... They stick her in a machine, which looks like an MRI-type machine, and try to read her memories. 
and Dr. M and Goodman, his assistants, are kind of thumbing through videos of her memories, being like, that's mm-hmm. real. That was fabricated. I put that one in. I'm not sure about this one. And that was the the memory of her getting the tattoo. He's not entirely sure if it's real or not. Well, no, that one he says, I didn't do that one. There was another one where he's just like, yeah, that's kind of like mine, but it's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, there's other ones. And when pressed for it, and he might have just been telling Elle what she wanted to hear, it's, they're real. It's all real. It's all real to you. It's all Gee, I wonder who made those memories. I wonder... Oh, I got a little ahead of myself again because there was a scene prior to this where uh, Wallace Sr. and Wallace Jr. talk about the situation and Wallace Sr. informs his son that he's going to be selling the Tyrell assets. And he's like, no, my replicant program, you can't do this. He's like, well, now listen to me, son. People are going to go snooping around, and you don't want to have your name attached to this whole thing. So we're nipping it in the bud. But obviously he's not too thrilled at that prospect. I wonder what kind of reckless things he might do in order to, uh, you know, get things his way. I think he also mentioned, like, his replicants are perfect or something. Yeah, apparently, apparently not. My replicants are perfect. I don't have an ego. What are you talking about? So, like, my one theory here is that this is all part of some galaxy brain plan by Wallace Jr. It almost and that he's intending to, to kill, like, his father and, like, all his friends from the start. I had yeah. a very similar galaxy brain theory. I, I think so. I think that's where we're going. And, uh, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll see whether or not L figures it out before it's too late. Because now, uh, after she's killed Dr. M, initially acting like she's not gonna, she's like, tell me, who set it up? Who set up the hunts? It was, it was Wallace Sr. All right. And now you die. <laughs> Good job. Like butter. Yeah. Well, at least she didn't kill the assistant. Yeah, she just gave him mental scars that'll last his entire life. It's fine. <laughs> that's yeah. for the therapist to worry about laser <laughs> probably that's for the therapist to figure out <laughs> yeah so that's uh, basically the events of episode 7 again none of which is really mentioned in this recap that Davis gives as her reports when talking to Alan Chen and uh, Alan Chen is of course coming in and is like you know all these dead bodies are piling up and you always seem to be involved. That's that's fishy. She's like, no, you know, this this is all Black Lotus and I've been trying to tell everyone that she's a replicant and that's why she can do what she can do. And maybe somebody is making new replicants. And Alan Jen's like, well, maybe, mm. but Take me to that desert so we can see if we can verify this. Somehow they get to that desert and can verify that there are bodies there. Nobody cleaned up those bodies? <laughs> Sloppy. 
Sloppy Mr. Wallace. There's <laughs> an extra Very. fee he didn't want to worry about. Very the sand sloppy. will take care of it. Yeah, apparently not soon enough. <laughs> but unshockingly to the audience, I'm sure, after Chen is like, all right, well, you might be on to something. And then, oh, by the way, you have three months of leave due to your delusional behavior. Oh, jeez. That, that, that's called, oh, yeah, no, you're right, but we don't want to admit it, so uh, you are uh, delusional, totally. Yeah. So, uh, mm, the corruption runs deep. Not surprisingly. But she's not going to let that stand. She's going to keep investigating off the clock. I'm sure that will go very well for everybody involved. Oh, yes. And she also finds a newspaper that uh, reports rumors that the Tyrell assets are being put up for sale by the Wallace Corporation. And she goes, hmm. <laughs> Whatever could that be related to? Yeah. That's, uh, that was, it was mostly a recap. At least and, had a good editing theme. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely did. That was, that was a really good one. That room that they were doing the uh, interrogating with Davis definitely looked a lot like the room that Decker was in in the first Blade Runner. I think when he was talking to uh, his boss. I could see it, yeah. Yeah. Good homage, if that's the case. Not not invasive, but enough for me to go, oh. <laughs> oh, it's that place. I mean, there's been a decent amount of that stuff so far. Yeah, there has. But again, it's not invasive. It's not like, oh, look at this thing that we're putting in here. You remember this, right? Member Blade Runner, guys. Member Blade I Runner. I remember Blade Runner. I remember Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that's episode seven and eight, and we will continue to cover this series, probably two episodes at a time, though there is an odd number of episodes, so we might not do that <laughs> at some point, though I don't think we'll cover three at a time at any point. Maybe the last three, maybe, eh, we'll see. And we have a decent amount of things to talk about in future podcasts because we haven't actually covered uh, the vacation arc of Assassination Classroom and the show's back, so it's time to do that. <laughs> Good old ass class. But hey, mm -hmm. the first episode of season two is actually like the wrap up of that arc, so that works out. The second episode, not so much, but I guess we'll talk about that when we, we do that too. <laughs> And so there's Sketch some plan this uh, out. other did. stuff. I mean, I I didn't, but I was thinking about whether <laughs> I was thinking that we should probably do it pretty soon, given that. And yeah, we're uh, we're we're gonna talk about Yashihime one of these days. Oh, oh Yashihime! Do you really want to suffer, Sketch? I don't know. I've been watching it on my own lately, and it's fine. It's bad. It's really bad. I hated it. Hasn't exactly 
got me fired up, though. <laughs> I'll say that much. That's typically me and Yashihime. It's, I don't hate it, but it's kind of eh. It was never butchered the, my boy. I was never the biggest fan of Inuyasha, but it was always something I kind of enjoyed. Well, I like Inuyasha quite a bit. but I love Inuyasha. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Oh, man. Totally unrelated, but also kind of related. Yeah, new 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 uh new Lum anime. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. That looks exciting. And by David Productions of all people. Woohoo, it's going to be so good looking. <laughs> Do you guys you guys want to talk about uh Stone Ocean on this podcast cuz I watched it. <laughs> I have not yet, but I will. I, I don't I don't mean this out. episode. I Yeah, mean, you know, no, at some point absolutely. It's wait, very wait. good. So I, do that. I maybe we shouldn't, you know, on the very odd chance that five years or so from now they play. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I, I have a feeling that's not gonna happen. But who yeah. knows? Yeah, it's not. It's not. Mm, not happening. But yeah, there's those. There's, and we got all these other shows that are going to start up, so let's talk about those and other things. We have some topics that we uh, we have in mind for some future podcasts too that uh, I've been kicking around for a while. We, we got some we got some other things going on, don't we, Sketch? That we can't talk about just yet. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. Uh, and. Uh, of course, uh, <laughs> I do apologize if you were bummed that we didn't do many podcasts lately, but, you know, Tanami hasn't exactly been doing much. <laughs> so I just figured we could all use a little time off. <laughs> but finally, a new episode for a new year. Oh, and welcome, everybody, to 2022. <laughs> We're in the year of the future. Shut up, Lord. I mean, we're going to get a February 2nd, 2022. It'll be be nice. I haven't had one of these since uh, January 1st, 2011. I saw uh, a fan art of... It's a recreation of that scene from Harvey Birdman when the Jetsons show up. I've seen it. And it's it's Mega Man. Yep, that one's freaking hilarious. (laughs) Phoenix Wright looks over at the calendar. We're from the far future year of 2000X. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Well, Toonami did air the Animatrix. And I honestly forgot how good that thing is. It's freaking good. I had forgotten how good it was, too. Like, I remember liking it. And there's, like... Two of the shorts that I, like, have stuck with me the whole time, but most of them I'd forgotten. It was good to see it again. So, like the original Matrix, I remembered absolutely nothing from Animatrix. So it was kind of interesting watching it again and actually seeing how really good it is. Yeah. Especially since, like, I forgot Takashi Koike, of all people, directed one of the shorts. Oh, I know, right? Uh, probably the closest thing we're ever going to get to having Red Line on Tsunami. <laughs> yeah, sadly. Sad. Yeah. But, oh man, it was so good. 
It was so good. I actually, I rewatched the first three movies with my father recently, and then we watched the the new one, which is a fine movie. It's it, there is definitely a lot of self-referential stuff to it, which might be bothersome, but I think overall it's it's a good movie. I've heard it's a very meta. Oh, it's it's extremely From meta. Everything I've heard, it's one of those movies that's better the second time around. Probably. I haven't watched it's, it it's better. It's better. So the new Matrix, it's better if you watch the first three films because a lot of things make sense. Like, I would for honestly example, say you could probably get away with just watching maybe the first one, except you have to know how the trilogy ended. Otherwise, yes. this it doesn't make, doesn't any, make sense. any yeah. sense. I mean, they're all exactly. on HBO Max, so it's like not a huge commitment. No. Bing, bang, boom. And uh, I think the Animatrix is supposed to be on there. It this... is on there. Yep, I watched it on there. <laughs> yep, uh, I watched it on there I've as well. had a DVD copy that I've had I haven't... since it was new, so that's kind of where I watched it. <laughs> I, I, I haven't compared the Toonami broadcast to see if there were any edits, because I know there were edits on the old Adult Swim broadcast, or at least I recall that being the case. I don't think there were any edits on the Toonami one. And props to them, because unlike with, uh, gosh, um, uh, Batman Gotham Knight, the commercial breaks were always at the end of a short, not in the middle of one. Thank God. That's the way to do it. And that's kind of impressive, particularly because the matriculated short was like 16 minutes. So they had like 16 minutes of content before their next ad break. That is unusually nice. And yeah, because it's usually like 11 to 12 minutes, if that. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, it's it's really good. <laughs> and it puts a lot of things into perspective, like the whole conflict between the humans and the machines... Yep. Second Renaissance is the one of the big ones I remembered. Uh, both Maybe parts. the humans shouldn't have been such dicks. Right? Basically. It all started because <laughs> they gave a robot a really bad trial. It's like, don't be mean to the robots. And then Give the robots respect. are like, we can live in harmony. And they're like, no. No, we don't want any of that. We're going to black out the sun instead. Yeah, that's a And the robots are like, well, we'll find another battery. It's It's you. What did they think would happen if they did that? The robots would just magically stop working? Nah. People are so dumb, I completely buy this. Because people just real quick to be like, oh, you. You aren't a person, so I don't care what happens to you. Oh, I've got myself into trouble now. Oops. Yeah, that yeah. is that is definitely. I was just gonna say, whatever happened to uh, whatever happened to the what was it in uh, iRobot? Like the four, what was it? Like the three rules or something? Ah, uh, the rules are robotics. You gotta be careful with the rules of robotics because those are not ironclad. Even in even in Isaac Asimov's stories, there are problems with those rules. There's always a problem. That's kind of the point of the rules of robotics. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they started off with this one, though, because, like, 
even someone that barely remembers the Matrix, this kind of helped refresh me a little bit. I'm like, what even the Matrix actually is? Oh yeah, yeah. no, it was. I, I consider Animatrix, Animatrix to be vital to understanding the series for that reason alone. Um, I mean, how else are you gonna know what kids' deal is? <laughs> I mean, Watanabe directed and <laughs> you know. Yep. Yeah, he also directed yeah. the I much better detective story. <laughs> detective story. Yeah. I'm so glad I watched just to see that again because I had forgotten that one. Man, detective story is so good. <laughs> the one I've always remembered the most though is is the uh, the glitch in the Matrix one because that one is freaking hilarious. Oh, Beyond. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. The uh, the one with the girl and her cat. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, that was the one that stuck with me just because it's like, oh hey. Well, it was actually Pamela Adlon, but I could have sworn I heard Maylee um, Flanagan, <laughs> but it was Pamela Adlon. It's like, by the way, is it Naruto in this? <laughs> speaking of the the uh, the Matrix, um, isn't it interesting that Blade Runner has the voice actress that plays Ellie in Black Lotus? Yes. That is very interesting that she's bugs in the Matrix Resurrections. Bugs, as in bunny. See that that has a that it has a multi-layered thing because she has the rabbit tattoo, but also it's a Warner Brothers production. This is a Warner Brothers picture. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Again. The, the the movie's um, very meta. <laughs> like, extremely meta. Because well. Warner Brothers Interactive is a thing that exists, and Warner Brothers is the name of the company that owns the game that was The Matrix. <laughs> Created by Thomas after he... Uh, got reinserted into the Matrix. <laughs> I don't think that's really a spoiler. <laughs> you know he's in the Matrix again, right? <laughs> I mean, it only makes sense that way. It's obvious. What? But the Matrix you... 4 takes place inside the Matrix? No! What? Because, you, because you spoiled it, you're, you're fired. Yeah. But, uh... Oh, wait, no, copyright claim. Oh, oh, oh yeah that is how it works these days isn't yes it? it is yep yeah yeah uh we but we talked about takeshi koike's uh work and yeah world record is such a visual feast oh gosh it really is. it's also really off the walls really uncomfortable to watch at points <laughs> yeah like, oh when his body's flailing and it's like ah ah i feel the cramps <laughs> Oh man, that triumphant! I love like the very unsettling anatomy in that short yeah. too. Yeah, because like Quinky's not like adverse to like doing these super gory, bloody scenes, but like that's probably the most like abstract I've ever seen his stuff before. It's like these characters, even when they're not pushing their bodies, like they're moving in these such like unnatural ways that like kind of is giving you these cues of, hey, this is not, like, a reality, technically. It's this, like, fictional world. 
And like when you finally break out of it, like in that like running scene near the end, like it starts looking a bit more normalized, which is like it's it's this interesting contrast. And then at the end there, when he's in the in the wheelchair, he's getting pushed around, and he's like, "Nope, I'm gonna stand again." Because he knows what's out there. Standing up. And the agent was not too pleased about it. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. Also very uncomfortable, the end of Matriculated, when almost everybody's dead, and Alexa's about to die, and she gets plugged back into the pseudo-matrix with the runner robot, and the runner robot's, like, trying to have a moment with her. She's like, ah! This is actually terrifying. What have we done? <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know, you try to manipulate the robots to your side. There might be some problems. <laughs> Just maybe. Yeah. Again, another example of not really pulling for the humans. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where when they can talk about the Matrix as a whole... Both sides kind of suck. It's almost like a Federation Zeon kind of thing, where it's like, I don't really like either side. Yes. Yes, that is... This is definitely a theme. I just blame it on... I just blame it all on V-Lord. That's that's it. Yes, I caused the Matrix. Oh. No, you caused the war in the Matrix. Okay, and of course, fine. we got we got to talk about program because oh man, that is some nice animation. <laughs> Yoshiaki Kawajiri, yep, director of Ninja Scroll. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did one of the Bat Batman uh, Gotham Knight shorts. He did the yeah, Deadshot dead shot one. one. Mm-hmm. Which. I think I originally thought it was Takeshi Koike. <laughs> they, they, their work can be similar <laughs> at times. But yeah, that's. I swear, Phil Lamar was almost doing an impression of Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> almost, but it wasn't actually Morpheus. It was another character named Duo, and Sis. Who's? <laughs> Let's talk about that name. Oh my. <laughs> CIS to be exact. That is that is her name. Uh before it's time? <laughs> Maybe. Uh yeah. I mean anyone that uh questions the trans narrative as a matrix, I mean, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Keanu Reeves didn't realize that the that the trans narrative was there, but he thinks it's cool. He also thinks it's totally okay if you think one plus one is five. He's he's happy for you. <laughs> Whatever you want, man. It's all good with Keanu Reeves. Speaking of Keanu Reeves, I do believe this is the Toonami debut of Keanu Reeves. Pretty sure. I can't think of any other time he might have possibly You're been on the block. Probably right. And that's cool. That is cool. Tsunami you might say it's featuring Keanu Reeves. You might say it's breathtaking. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> go to your room. 
No, I'm in my You're room. On the bright Andrew. side, it's not associated with a bad game. And your uh, corner. And the corner. All right, all right. I'll go with my corner. Yeah, he he only appears in kids' story, which you know, obviously the kid has an affiliation for. You know, I don't want to sell that short. Short. <laughs> it's really quite good, and the animation's very interesting. <clears throat> I so wouldn't I, have suspected that that was a Watanabe directed short at first. No, it's it's it definitely doesn't seem like a Watanabe piece, whereas Detective Story clearly feels like one. Yeah, and they're both Studio Four C. Like hmm? it's such drastically different styles. Yeah, totally different styles, and just going to show you that they're, that, you know, <laughs> no these. These animators, directors, they don't have to stick to a particular thing. Sure, they might be known for a thing, but they don't have to stick to it. They can do whatever they feel like because they feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, four of these shorts were all done by 4C. So, like, they definitely got some versatility. Yeah. Yeah, and two of them were Madhouse, but both of them looked like Madhouse. Yeah. <laughs> So there's that. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was the director of Beyond? What was what was their thing? Oh, me. We're talking Robot Carnival and Akira. Uh, there were parts of that that reminded me of certain things in Naruto, to be honest. But uh, they worked on Mind Game and Genius Party. Short piece. Yeah, they've worked on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think they primarily work as a key animator. Yeah. But yeah, that's a really nice short. It's uh, inventive. I honestly have a hard time picking a favorite among these. They're, a lot of them are just really good. And for different reasons. So it's... Yeah, I don't think it's I hard. have a favorite. I just have ones that I remembered better, but they're all really, really good. I'd say for me, it's a close tie between Second Renaissance and World Record. Also, I forgot Second Renaissance is directed by uh, Mahiro Maeda, the Gonkutsuo director, which makes so much sense, given all the like imagery in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man, he did sub Blue Submarine number six. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Pre previous, uh, you know, tsunami content. Gotta bring it up. Heck yeah. Gotta bring it up. Yeah, just obviously it's a tour de force of very talented people. And then Square Enix is like, hey, check out the CGI. <laughs> but you know what? Like the human faces in this CGI, they're really good. Like, I, really I have to agree. Guy. They're really well done. Like, and also, the black guy looks right. <laughs> Bravo! <laughs> Bravo! <laughs> the, I have a, a qualm with the voice cast on that one, though. You really couldn't get any Asian actors, actresses. Because <laughs> they got yeah. Pamela Adlon playing the Asian girl, Jew. And you got Tom Kenny as the as the guy on the bridge who's also very likely Asian based on his appearance. Like, really? <laughs> okay. 
kind of kind of disappointing. I mean, at least at least they got black characters voiced by black actors. <laughs> yeah, like Final Fight. I feel it's a fitting like cap off short for Animatrix, but it's honestly like the most forgettable one for me. Yeah, it's kind of all over the place because, of course, you first you start with the dojo scene, which is fun. You get and some then, booty, I guess. Yeah, oh I my. peaked. I did too. It's like, oh, they're peeking. They're peeking, naughty. So this was, <laughs> this was uh, strip sparring. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. People have their kinks. Where was the strip sparring and program, right? <laughs> Want to see some of that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then they have... They get a, attacked by the machines. And then they realize that there's a drill that's right above Zion. And they need to get a message out. And this is apparently ties into the video game Enter the Matrix... So, there's that. But I also wondered if it was, like, in the timeline, where exactly that takes place. Enter the Matrix takes place immediately between 2 and 3. So, um... Uh, In fact, it was was meant as a bridge game for those. Um, I actually had a friend who was really in the Matrix who was just like, why didn't they just put these in the movies? Because apparently it, it helps explain some things. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, there is definitely a sense when you start the third one that there's some missing pieces. Yeah, that's what that game is. Hmm. Well, there you go. I can't say I recommend the game, but it has the story. <laughs> so just go watch the cutscenes on YouTube, I guess? Pretty much that's exactly what you should do these in this day and The age. saddest thing about that is that, like, other video games do a better job with bullet time. <laughs> Yeah. Like, really? You had one job. You had one job. And Max Payne had already done it, like, really well at that point, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was, you know, not a major developer that made this, so it was just kind of... It was a uh, licensed game made for cheap. Good old Rush tie-in games. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, also, Peter Chung's triumphant return to Adult Swim. <laughs> Where are my rain watchers at? Come on! <laughs> rain the Conqueror! That's matriculated. And his style definitely worked for the material there, I, I think. His, uh, his way of drawing people and machines really worked well for that one. So yeah, good. And one other thought about Detective Story. I almost couldn't believe that that was James Arnold Taylor. Like, it was such a reserved performance. <laughs> also, that cat's amazing. That cat threw a hat. That, that was a very intelligent... It makes you wonder if the cat was actually a program in disguise. Gasp. Whoa. That was a twist. She pulled that thing out of his eye. <laughs> That's uh, that was a sad, sad end for Ash. It was. He deserved better. Mm mm mm. 
unfortunate that the agents can just take over. That's that's rough. That's rough. But hey, Trinity said, for what it's worth, I'm pretty sure you could handle the truth. The truth, you can handle the truth. <laughs> yeah, I had a similar thought when I saw that. <laughs> but I love how it starts out as like, well, I wanted to be a detective, but my bank account and my fridge are both empty. <laughs> Gets a phone call. Well, I'm hanging up this business if this is another guy calling me to stalk his wife for him. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and you want me to watch your wife, right? Oh, well, it looks like we're still in business, Dinah. <laughs> Just... Ah, uh, good stuff. Real good stuff. And it I appreciated that we we got Trinity in there with, with Carrie Ann Moss reprising the role. That was it's a nice touch. And she looked real good in the animation. Real good. Real good. Yeah. If you Calm haven't down, seen sketch. the down. Animatrix, do it. It's if you haven't seen the Animatrix, good. why are you listening to us talk about it? Go watch it. <laughs> yeah, right? It is uh, it is a tour de force of animation. and The storytelling is maybe not the most depthful, other than, say, Second Renaissance. That's definitely a meaty story. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a great collection of shorts that are well worth watching. Highly recommend it. Well, that's everything. We did Mercifully it! Mercifully so. <laughs> we honestly didn't talk about the Animatrix as much as I would have liked to, but man, we talked a long time already. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's let's cap it off. Is that my cue? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you can listen to us pretty much on every single podcast app out there. And if we're not on your favorite podcast app, why is your why is your podcast app not having us on there? I have no idea. Um, so basically, like I said, we're on everything. So we want you to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music we are on is also. That's a newer one that we're on. Uh, believe it or not, Facebook is every time we load an episode that puts it on our Facebook page. So essentially, Facebook is a podcast player now. So a podcast app, whatever you want to call it. So there's that. And then, of course, we have what's called SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. That has every single episode of our podcast. Um, if you want to follow us there, that's how you're going to first get the episodes. So please do follow us there. Uh, along with downloading the SoundCloud app, you can just follow us on that as well and listen to the podcast there. Um, we also have a website, podcast.tunamifaithful.com. All of the episodes are there as well, along with all of our interviews in that. So if you've missed any of those, you can check them out there. Uh, like I said, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. We are also on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast, where the podcast will be posted every single time that we post one. 
And of course, we also have a Patreon where, you know, you guys can contribute monthly and help us out to fund the website, the podcast and everything else. And by the way, it does help. So please continue to do that as well. And, you know, V Lord will put up stuff every once in a while and we'll put up stuff every once in a while. Hell, we may put up stuff that we're, we're looking at doing and maybe trying to get feedback. So let's, that may happen as well. So, but, um, and also one other thing too, as well. Um, I believe it's, tsunamifaithful.com slash donate along with the patreon there's other ways that you can just straight up donate to us uh one way that you can donate without even donating is buying stuff off of right stuff there's a link there if you click on that link buy anything on the website uh we will get a portion of that and that goes to funding the website as well if you don't believe me ask sketch because sketch does that all the time so yeah, but I'm never entirely sure if it's working. Oh, it's working. Trust me. Oh, all right. Trust me. It 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 works, and it pays for it pays for what we need. So, and no, You're Paul's welcome. not taking. Yeah, and Paul's not taking the money to the bar <coughs> and going to spend it on stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it. I don't think I've missed. I've left anything out. Oh, and also we do have an email podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. So, please send us feedback. But uh, it's time to get on out of the out of here. So, I believe it was was it laser that we should go with first. Mm-hmm. Or laser went to bed. I don't know. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Where where can they find you, sir? Ah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at LaserKid Prime. Of course, you find my articles over on Toonami Faithful. And you can find me often guesting on the Demon Slayer podcast as well as the Dumb Weaves podcast. All right. And uh, V-Lord, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, people can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. And I write things for the Toonami Faithful website occasionally. And then uh, manga reviews for old-comic.com. And then I do a bunch of podcasts, like uh, Laser mentioned, the Demon Slayer podcast at D Slayer Podcast on Twitter, and then uh, Saturday Night Shoggy, Dumb Weaves podcast, and Oversoul Shaman King podcast, which you'll all find links for in my Twitter bio. All right, and Sketch, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And Paul, where can they find you? All right, well, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. Trust me, people do search me out. Um, you can email me, Paul Pascrillo, at ToonamiFaithful.com if you have any feedback or want to talk to me directly. That's also happened as well. And um, you can find some of my content on ToonamiFaithful.com as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's about it. And... You know, we hope to also be bringing you some content as well at some point. So hopefully that'll happen in the not so distant future or maybe somewhere down the line. I don't know. I have no idea. But we would love to bring you some content and we hope to be doing that soon. And uh, here's to 2022 being a lot better because, God damn it, 2021 sucked. But yeah, yeah. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast each and every week. Thank you guys for listening. If some of you are still listening from the beginning, because you're the reason why we continue to do this podcast and put out the content that we do. But that's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Peace. 
we're out.